Hey everyone, welcome back. Episode 100 something something of Franco's World. Today's episode, it's um, it's unique. Alright, it's the first of its kind. These, these are things that I've been teasing. These are things that have been in the works for a while. Um, this is the new guy on the show. You'll see him all the time. And uh, yeah, he, he's, he's like, you know, kind of co-hosting, kind of like helping me pull up news articles and, and all this and that. He, clearly, I mean, look at the production value. We have microphones with swing arms, okay? There's paintings everywhere from our friend Big Z. He's very talented. Yeah. This is the production value of this show has gone up exponentially. And it's all thanks to this guy right here, Joey DeFilippis, a very funny comic, very talented person, as we're finding out. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's an honor to have you on here. Uh, so today's episode is going to be an introduction. It's going to be an interview. And uh, yeah, it's just going to be uh, uh, an exciting adventure we're embarking on. So Joey, uh, how you doing? Dude, glad to be here. I'm the guy. He's the guy. I'm the guy. Yeah, uh, we have multiple. We keep looking over there. We have multiple cameras. Yeah, we'll see if Multiple. you we'll see if you end up mixing this one in. I doubt it. If you don't, people are gonna watch that one on YouTube and be like, "What does he keep like pointing to and looking at?" And no, that's the, we have we have a, a producer on the side. Uh, we have a producer for the person right who here. produces the stuff. Yep. Uh, but yeah, dude, doing great, doing great. Excited for this. Yeah, another endeavor. I uh, I met Joey a few months ago. Um, doing stand up and him and uh, Matthew Ferrara. Matthew Ferrara. <laughs> uh, I met these guys doing stand-up, and I like their energy. I like their vibe. They wanted to be really good comics, and I like to associate myself with people that are talented and want to be really good. That's that's really what it boils down to. And uh, we just kept hanging out, kept talking, and uh, we're like, oh, you know, let's let's combine our, our powers here. And uh, this is great. I, I'm just... I know I've been teasing it a while in the, in the show, I've been inconsistent with the episodes, and Joey's just like, all right, let's you know get down to brass tacks, let's do this thing. So, pleasure to bring you on, man. Oh, um, yeah. let, let's let the people know a little bit more about you and your, um, and your comedic en- uh, endeavors, your comedic journey. Because I'm very curious, because you've only been doing this a few months, right? Yes, like uh, three and a half months. Three and a half months. And Fresh baby. But you've always been a fan of stand-up? Or? Yeah, yeah. So what's what's the inception of of you, the incept like uh, like what what really got me yeah. here to start doing it? Yeah. Huh. Well, I've always been a fan of stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching it as far back as I can remember. My dad loved Charlie Murphy, or um, old Eddie Murphy too. Yeah. I met Eddie Murphy. I don't know why I said Charlie at first. I saw Charlie Murphy. You live, met Eddie but- Murphy? No, I met Charlie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw him at Caroline's. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, so that had to have been like 2011, 2010. Right. I I met Charlie Murphy and I saw Tracy Morgan around that same time too. Got to meet him. I yeah. have that whole story, yeah. you know. Well, they don't but, know that story. Yeah, we we'll, we'll, we can get into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, always been a fan of stand up. A lot of Bill Burr growing up mm-hmm. too, and then um, yeah, so pretty much. I, growing up, I was making a lot of sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like me and Maddie Ferrara. We've been doing that since we were like little ass kids. Um, I know he was. I know both of us have probably been making sketch comedy like that since we were in like third grade. Yeah. Because I know he has like old videos on YouTube, and I do too. Oh, we're finding these. Yeah, I don't we're know. Finding Good these. luck. Good luck. I have one. It's very embarrassing on YouTube. It's called. Uh, beat up the nerd. I hope it's still not online. 
uh, essentially what it was was me and three or four of my pals uh, who will remain nameless uh, we fake beat up our friend because he was a dork and <laughs> and that's just what we did for fun and I hope to God it, the, the, see if you can find it on YouTube this is see this is where talented people like him come into play um, essentially what it was was uh, me and my friends um, we we were big SNL fans what is it called it's called beat up the nerd and uh, the the channel name is like piano man 88 I think uh, how many keys are on a piano beat up the nerd I found it that's it Wow. Wow. That's it. The Mighty Gazelle. So we were big fans of the Lonely Island and we're like, how do we how do we sort of make our own version of that? And that was called the Mighty Gazelle. We're in our friend's basement right here. Can they hear that? Not really, no. That's not the, okay. So that's our friend. He's currently There I am. I have a lightsaber. You guys look like you're literally eight years old. We're, we're in seventh grade? Yeah, it's true. Like t 10, 11, 12. We're talking about... <laughs> I don't know. I can't watch this, bro. Oh, my Dude, God. Me, yeah, me, me and my one buddy, Robbie, growing up, we started like our own little sketch comedy show in like fifth grade. Like yeah. I have YouTube videos that go back as far as fifth grade. It's yeah. fucking wild. But I was always doing that. Then in, in high school, we started making a lot of stuff, and yeah. that's where, like, you know, it started to get smarter, you yeah. know, and then throughout college. And so I started Good Crack with Maddie. Yes. The podcast, and I was It's like, a very good podcast for those. I, I had you. a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, this. we had a good time with you. Go check that out. It's everywhere your podcasts are. It's really good. Yeah, that was, so we started doing that, and then it, it kind of just came natural of, like, we got to do stand-up. And... I think it was 2018 I was almost going to try it because I, I went into my phone and I have so many notes right. of like bits that I was oh, writing in yeah. 2018. Oh, yeah. And I think I was talking about it with my one friend Sal from back home, uh -huh. how we always wanted to do it. And then I pushed out. And it's so funny going back and reading some of these bits. Like they're, ter they're terrible. No. Like zero, I, I, zero have, uh, I think I took down my first uh, stand-up set. I, I, I lied and told all of my friends that I had been doing it. Because I didn't want to tell him it was my first time because I didn't want to get that, mm -hmm. oh, it's your first time, all right, I'll laugh a little bit because it's like, okay, for a first time, it's great. But, like, I, I told him I had been doing it and, you know, it was fine. And, and I went out there at an open mic in West Virginia and I nailed it. And I was like, oh, this comedy stuff's easy. <laughs> and then I just sucked for the next five years, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's what happened to me, like, when I first started, like, three and a half, whatever the fuck, four, uh, four months ago. Mm. It was like two weeks of like riding high and being like wow i really like i'm really into this I'm, yeah. I'm doing like okay like i'm holding my own and then finally having that day of just bombing yeah you i think you were there that day and i was just like ah shit like it, it's it, i think i told you i was like it was good that, that yeah happened. yeah it had to happen uh, and, and it wasn't like a and it wasn't like a sort of like i'm glad you sucked but it's like you have to go no, through these ebbs and flows and then those who maintain are the ones who really want to do it. Of course, of yeah. course. And I'm and I'm still like dealing with that. I'm I'm so I'm I'm like a newborn to this right now. Well, me too. You know? I mean, I, I just moved up here like four months ago, so it's like we were meeting around the same time. We were like starting the the same spots and stuff. Yeah, like it's so much fun, man. Yeah, that was like August, end of August. To so have guys like you and Maddie who were like 
like all right we're we're gonna like keep grinding keep doing this and like hold each other accountable like are you hitting this one are you doing this one like oh dude that's what you need that's that's like that's one of my favorite parts of this whole thing and i really admire the comics that were around that hustle hard yeah dude i love name a billion of them oh i can name yeah i could till i'm blue in the face but um just with anything i really admire people who are just ready to get after it and just grind yeah i like i can't stand when people are always like finding you know the negativity in anything they can instead of just going head down and just hustling you know just i don't know i've always how i've always been i guess yeah we appreciate greatness yeah we do and you and you just know you, you every person who's been great at everything says that you know it's sleep when dead you know rest when the success wow. like shit like that you wow. know like so uh, i don't I know you gotta you, embrace I gotta that tell you, every night for the past i'd say week i tell myself oh, i can't wait to get good good sleep tonight mm-hmm. and then something happens to where it's like i'm out till two three in the yeah. morning and i gotta be at work at 8 30 yeah man and it's just part of the grind it's just the grind and and granted you know i could sit here and say that and sound all cool but like i'm the exact same way yeah but then you know you get the reminders like i'll see like you know, uh, whether it's comics or filmmakers or musicians, and it's like, dude, the the people who are on that I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality, like they're getting after it. Yeah. And that's why they're really far ahead. Absolutely. Man. You know, um, today was a really last night I was hanging with a bunch of comics. Uh, uh, our pals, TJ Brandon, Dan, you know, all these guys. And I got home at like three thirty. All right. One of those. One of those New York nights. Classic New York nights. Classic, dude. And On a Thursday, especially. I was awoken by Wiley Coyote-esque jackhammering on my roof. It's ridiculous. Just, it's ridiculous. I don't know how these people have the gumption and the audacity to think that they can. I mean, I have a private terrace and a private oh, I'll roof. T- I'll tell you how. How? They want to get fucking paid, dude. Well, if, I'm, if I'm that guy, I could give a shit who's sleeping under me. You know, <laughs> you're like, listen, man, it's six oh three. Work started three minutes ago. I gotta get that money. You yeah, know? it's funny though. On my way over here, uh, they were all sitting uh, in the entryway of the apartment building. They, they. Who's they? The group of people. The group of people. Yeah, the group of people working on my roof. Oh. Okay. The, the, roof, <laughs> I'm, the just, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. They. I'm kidding. Well, I didn't know their pronouns. It could be they, but. Uh, Th- they were working on uh, eating lunch. That's what they were working on. Yeah, they were working on a sando. Yeah, working on some Macdons. Oh, nice. That's what they were working on. But let's get yeah, let's get back champions. to the comedy stuff here, man. So, who are some of your comedic inspirations? I'm very curious about this because I'm trying to see if I can. A lot of the times, you can match people's comedic stylings with who they like to watch. Yeah. Shit, man. I love Doug Stanhope. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean. We talk about this all the time. Love Sebastian Maniscalco, but like it's his, like I like him. His Maniscalco. Yeah, I, good. I, I like, but it's like I like him for my certain reasons. Uh-huh. You know, it's just you know, like I, I love his stage presence. Yeah. I love his his performative nature. You know. Um, did uh, Did I ever tell you about that Michael Jackson Munich? Yes, thing? yes, yeah. yes. Isn't that wild. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's it's very true. You can you can draw so much inspiration from like. A superstar yeah. such as that. I love to watch Springsteen. I love to watch Springsteen. Yeah, another one. He he goes to work. The boss. The boss. But um 
Love yeah. Hicks too, dude. Oh, that's your gang, huh? Yeah. Stanhope Hicks. Those I mean, dude, guys. like, I guess comics, comics, you yeah. know? So you like a tell then too, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, but you know, there's also that whole thing of like, you do, you want to be able to be that uh, household name too when you're getting yeah. into it. Yeah. And which they, which, I mean, you can consider them that. A lot of people, you know, people know them who they yeah, are. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, it's like the comics comic. It's like the Andrew Dice Clay, you know, that people are like, they hear that and they're either going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm into you, man. Or they're yeah. going to be like, oh, so that's, that's your shtick, huh? Like, yeah. That's, that's the kind of guy you are. Right. Um, I mean, dude, Timmy D. I love Tim Dillon. Oh, yeah. He's like, probably, Tim's, Tim's one of my favorites right now for He's sure. Awesome, the thing with Tim, um, what I like about him, uh, obviously, his tenacity and his like relentless work ethic. But it's like he is a very smart guy. That's and dude, there's something about that. If and, if you're so smart, you could play off like being dumb. Right. Like you're smart enough to be like I'm acting this way. Right. And th- that's where like the coyness and the sarcasm just yeah. like crushes. And also for me personally, I guess it's like his Long Island nature. He just yeah. like dude when he goes off on a rant, it just reminds me of like people that I would know like yeah. from my hometown in Jersey just cuz like Jersey Long Island so similar. I love Long Island, man. So there's something about like watching him go off yeah. like for 30 minutes about the city of Austin like that's something that just brought so much joy to my heart. For example, you know, like yeah. he it's just hysterical. His uh, material when he talks about the housing crisis and like what he was doing and he's like Mr. Vigilio what we could do is we could get you a subprime mortgage and put you in a beautiful home like yeah. right here in Oceanside and like he's just like and we're gonna go to my bank that's called Loan Hut yeah and- <laughs> yeah. yeah are you talking about the one who's on Chris and uh, Giannis Gian- Pop yeah, 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 yeah. History Hyenas yes he's, yes he's like sell me sell me uh, you know a loan like you would you know an idiot on Long Island there's yeah. a really there's a really good Patreon like way back in the vault where like him and ben they like simulate tim trying to sell a mortgage but yeah. like him like on, after a coke bender and, it, and the, I, I forgot what it was specifically but i just remember that being really fucking funny I, uh, cracking up there's one where he is what does he talk about um just just about I completely lost it. Doing cocaine. We have the doing cocaine. We have the this. We have the... I completely lost where I was at with this. I don't know. I the mortgages? The mortgages. We're talking about the mortgages. We're talking about cocaine. We're talking about uh, Epstein. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I honestly... I, I love hearing him talking about Epstein stuff too just because he's he has his ear to the ground on that situation and I don't. Do you have any information that maybe... Um, you know, I, I mean, do I have my ear to the ground? Not like big time so to speak i'm not deep in it you know I, I try and keep up as much as i can i saw that that one the galen uh galen Gislane, whatever Gislane. the hell you want to call her Gislain uh trial tracker account on twitter got shut down is that I real that, i saw yeah i saw there was like a prominent twitter account that was sharing like a lot of live updates and updates on the case and stuff and people are like saying, "Oh, this new Twitter CEO, like he's already starting to censor more." Is that re- look, look, pull yeah, that out. Dude. Is that real? Yeah, because that's the thing I worry about. Because you see these things, they get in, uh, you know, these rabbit holes where where people, you know, maybe they edit a photo or what have you, and, and then it just becomes this sort of big whole thing, you know. What is he? Uh, Twitter tracker. Twitter Twitter Sus- suspends account providing updates on skynews.com.au. What does that mean? I mean, I just clicked like the first one with the oh, okay. headline. I'm not, I'm not like some uh, 
alternative news, man. Just yeah, like, we don't do facts don't, here. Don't get we me. We do. We do. Uh, no, I mean, I saw it. I see it here, and then um, that's crazy. I honestly, I, another account. I could the find only thing I know about the Maxwell trial is that she was drawing the sketch artist. The sketch artist was drawing a picture of Ghislaine in in court. And so what Ghislaine did was draw a picture of the sketch artist, like of her, like and like held it up and showed it to her. Ghislaine's a real life villain. Here, here's here it is too, and I know that this is legitimate because I saw the screenshots, and you can look up the accounts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anthony Pompliano, he's like a big um, Bitcoin guy. Okay. He posted it too. Okay. The Maxwell Trial Tracker account and the Nancy Pelosi Portfolio Tracker account. <laughs> <laughs> If this if this is a true thing, the Maxwell trial tracker and the what was the other one? The um Nancy Pelosi Nancy portfolio Pelosi tracker. Portfolio tracker where all these politicians have for some reason or another get inside access to stock tips and then they get rich yeah. and then I it's honestly baffling for me that politicians are allowed to own stocks and stuff like that because they, oh, yeah, they have nuts. the ability to influence like how it goes how it's what pa- what part of that is like legal dude it makes no sense i mean uh, you know we 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 go down that rabbit hole that, that this podcast is going to just go south real quick yeah. you know i'm, I'm but it's but it's but it's funny true because i'm the positive like philosophy kind-hearted guy and here i am well because now you got the guy who's like a little um I just had such a brain fart, so we'll come back to that. But yeah, you don't want to go down this rabbit hole because you're done for after that. Yeah. We're going to start going into like ethics. <laughs> ethics and <laughs> business <laughs> ethics. You know what I'm saying? Well, as as we know, you 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 said you were a big Tim Dillon fan. We've, uh, we've I meant to say nihilist. Thank you. There's the oh, fucking Oh, okay. Nihilism. I had we such can, a we brain talk fart. About, we can talk about nihilism if you want to talk about philosophy, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll um, get into it. the Tim Dillon thing I was thinking of is uh, that series of phone calls he would make to just random real estate offices in yeah, California fake business, yeah. and just be like, "Yeah, so we were interested in this." And then like, that's all. It's so crazy to me how much of business is fake business. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I started conducting some fake business of my own because I got inspired by Let's that. Let's start a fake business. I mean, I have. Third Horn Investments. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jim yeah. Bloom. Jim Bloom, yep. Yeah. And then I'm opening up the subsidiary of Third Horn Investments is Third Horn Sports. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, yes. Third Horn Investments has the sports book. Yeah, we did the ad. I remember that. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, dude, that was fun. I, I was... I was getting deep into some um, commercial real estate in North Dakota at one point, mm-hmm. and they actually reached out about a month ago to follow up, and I just couldn't find it in me to just keep it going anymore. I tell you what you and I need to get in on? Huh? Buying land in the metaverse. Decentraland. I mean, I, I have some I have some, uh, some money invested in Decentraland. Explain the metaverse to me as if I were 10 years old. If you were 10 years old? Hey, so you like playing Roblox, kid? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like the Roblox. You walk around, and you got your little guy walking around Roblox. Yeah. So the metaverse, we're going to be doing that, but like in real life. Like instead of going to school, right? Like physically, you're going to just be in your room and put on these goggles, and you're going to be in your little Roblox going to school. <laughs> and then that's it. And then they'd be like, wow, that sounds really cool. So, so basically, like you wouldn't have to leave the comfort of your home. You'd be able to go to meetings and what have you, like everything as like a virtual character, dude. I'm so, so mark my words right now. Once this shit really gets going, 
there will be open mics in the metaverse. There will be there was comedy. open mics on Zoom. I, well, exactly, but that's what I'm saying. If you were if people were doing Zoom shows, yeah, you bet your ass on the metaverse. There's gonna be like comedy nights on the metaverse, <laughs> and like people are gonna walk up with their avatar, like. Yeah, it was a long, uh, long ride to get here. But I'm, gee, I used like, to do that on Club Penguin. I used to do that on Club Penguin. I used they had to like just... a fake comedy stage, and I would get up there and yes, type words. Yes, yeah. dude, I remember that. I, I used was to get, 22 years old when I did that. I used to get banned on Club Penguin growing up. Just <laughs> Edge I, Lord over here? I would just walk around and be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly, just out of nowhere? I'd just be like, I don't fucking care. And just wow. Yeah. Instant ban. Yeah, I was like all about that. There was some, <laughs> there was some sort of joy in doing that. That's good. Yeah. I, like, from what I've gathered, as far as the metaverse goes, it sounds like to me, like on NBA 2K, we all know NBA 2K, and you get a little guy in NBA 2K, and you get to run around the neighborhood, and you get to buy clothes, and you get to buy a different basketball court. Oh, yeah. Is it like that? Yeah. And you're spending... Yeah, well, Money. it's funny you brought that up. So on 2K, there's a there's a Brooklyn-based clothing brand called Kids Super. Uh-huh. And um, one of the guys that's a part of it, Foda, Adam Foda, he's, like, really big into just all kinds of tech programming, cryptocurrency, like, NFT, all, all that kind of stuff. Right. He's very big into tech right. and all that. And so... One of the things that they started doing is now Kid Super clothes are on NBA 2K. You can get their clothes for your 2K character. Then they took it even further, and it was like months and months ago when the NFT stuff really started blowing up and like the metaverse was starting to become like a murmur of a thing. They opened a Kid Super store on this one metaverse called Crypto Voxels, and Mm -hmm. you can literally go on your phone right now I'll, I'll show you. We could go on cryptovoxels.com or whatever it is. And there's like a little pad, like it's like a Game Boy. Yeah. And we can go to Kid Super Store on this metaverse and we can look and browse through their stuff. Oh my goodness. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like uh, Minecraft. It looks like Minecraft. Looks like but Minecraft. like, dude, there's real stuff like SpaceX. This is something like SpaceX sponsored. SpaceX Metabase. Bro, you know what? Isn't I'm, that nuts? You know what, bro? <laughs> After seeing this and... Because and, there's prominent business people that are all in this, right? I mean, definitely. I mean, just, just for example, the one, the, the biggest one, or I guess most popular one, Decentraland, that's like the one where a lot of virtual real estate's blowing up. Like, people are... People are making well, we and spending em. lots of money. We gotta start buying land is land. Okay? Yeah, but here's <laughs> land is land. Land is land. The crazy part is that some of the land is like it's actually expensive. Like you're actually gonna pay like a, a reasonable amount of money to own this digital land, this virtual land. The people with money will continue to have money. All right. I would like to surround myself with those who have money. So if that means me throwing caution to the wind and putting all of my money in virtual coins and the metaverse or whatever and be an early investor into this stuff, I'm I'm in. Well, you better get going because we're already getting late to like NFTs. Shit I know like we're that. late to that. I mean, not like late. The metaverse but is, late. is the one I feel like we're early on. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and then they just released... Their first uh, universe thing. You can access it now with an Oculus, I th- I'm pretty sure. See? Yeah, that's, that's nuts, man. 
It's terrifying. It's just for some, like, it's going to have its uh, uses where you're going to be like, wow, this is great. This yeah. is good. And then it's going to have its things like, for example, a comedy show. Yeah. Where you're, I'm just going to lose all hope in the world. Like when that happens, I'm, I, I, a lot of my hope is lost. Yeah. You know, <laughs> kids being like, oh yeah, I've been crushing it all week. I've been hitting mics. And you're like, oh nice. Where have you been going? And like, well, I've been doing the, the Iggy's virtual, the comedy shop virtual. <laughs> the Iggy's virtual. Uh, I do the pair, dude, the pair virtual mic the other day was wild. Pair dude. virtual dude, mic's brutal. Oh my God. Yo, O'Toole's avatar got up and started breakdancing. Like, you'll just be like, shut the fuck, like what the Can fuck? Can you believe you Mark Anthony walked into the pair the other night? That was after yeah. we were all hanging out with Big Z. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going to the pair. Yeah. And I go to the pair for, I watch two sets. I watch, uh, Arden X and, and somebody else, I forget their name. And, uh. And then I leave, and then a couple hours later, I see on the phone, it's like, oh, there's Mark Anthony. Yeah, it's so random. They, well, not random, obviously, because it's the pair, but. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk to him. I, I, I bought some of his clothes. He has that clothing line from Kohl's. I bought some of the clothes. He has, like, some sort of minority stake in the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. We could have talked about that. We love the Dolphins. I know maybe two of his songs, something about. Oh, you mean the Miami Dolphins? Me, something, Dolphins. Mi Vida? I don't know Spanish. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a single lick of his music. Okay. But, but, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's, this guy? This guy is good. good. He's, I know nothing about him. This guy's good. good. Uh, I do, I, the people do gotta get to know you a little bit more. So, so, bring them up through, like, some of the the work you've done in the past. Have you always been a creative guy? What's your main creative yeah. outlet? I've never, I, dude, it's so funny. I've never really, like, done anything like this before where it's like so who are you man it's not what do we got it, this isn't like a college introductory class where i'm like say five interesting things about yourself let's yeah. do two truths and a lie like but we're not yeah, doing that no no um all right well was there like a big was i there grew a, up a big shift in anything like a big moment that transpired where you're like okay no this is what i want to do yeah dude i mean the way it went was I grew up and I in in middle school I always played sports growing up I played every sport growing right. up played basketball football baseball gym rat this guy just, was a wrestler just everything wrestle well I didn't wrestle until high school I didn't oh, okay. wrestle at all I I wish I wrestled growing up that's something I missed out on but um I played sports growing up uh I was into like drawing mm-hmm. and then it was in middle school I tried theater out. Wow. And then I, I did like, I was in Greece, sixth grade. I was Kanicki in Greece. I don't know who that is. He's just, he's uh, Danny's friend, like the main dude's best friend. He like knocks the one girl up. He's just, <laughs> he's just like, someone gets pregnant. He's in just like the, he, gets, well, no, but not in our middle school version. But like, I know, in the I actual, know not in the middle yeah, school version. Yeah, like he's like, he's like basically like the Andrew Dice Clay of the group. He's wow. Like, he's like, Oh, you know, that kind of guy. Like, so they made you, you play it. They made so you- like they immediately like sixth grade. I just like, I was such a confident, like little, like oh, nutbag. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was always like a little, um, you know, I don't even want to say troublemaker, but like a funny guy, you know? And he's right, a good fella. They like, they met me and I, I was like going around like, Hey, how you doing? You know, I was doing stuff like that. And they're just like, who the hell is this kid? Like he's hilarious. And not to mention just like, who does he think he is? Right. Like, you know, the way I was like walking around. And so I did that, and I loved it. And so then I was balancing doing the theater and sports at the same time. Then I did Guys and Dolls. And this is all middle school, so it's not wow. even anything, like, super significant. But it was it was just feeding the future endeavors of, like, performing and creativity. Right. And so yeah. then... Stage time. Comfortability on the stage. Yeah. 
and so then I was really crushing it in football. And so in eighth grade, I stopped doing the theater to like worry about football. Played football all throughout high school. Right. Tore the ACL MCL meniscus junior year. <sighs> And that was just a bummer. That's a and so then it was kind of like... Did you get hit or was it non-contact? No, it was not contact Oh, all my t- God. All turf. All turf, dude. And all just turf. you tried to cut and the knee just... Tried to cut and like twist and the knee just popped. Oh. Yeah. So that was one of those things where like it changed the trajectory of where I was going, I guess, with like sports and stuff. Because yeah. then I came back senior year. I played. I was a captain. But like... I didn't end up having like a season, like a break, big breakout season, like I wanted to. Yeah, you just were didn't there. end up wrestling because the knee was all fucked up, and I yeah. didn't really. So, graduated high school, and at this point now, I'm, I'm, you know, we we're making sketches for fun, always yeah. doing that stuff, and then I go to college my freshman year at Monmouth University. Go Hawks! Yeah, and that was a great time. I met a lot of great people there. Got to witness a great year of basketball for them. Really, that was like that was the year that like they started to really break out. That's funny. That yeah, like you were the there mo- that. the Monmouth bench. That was oh, like bench a big mob. thing. Yeah, bench, bench mob. mob. Yeah. Like all of that. Monmouth bench. And so I was there for that, and I was studying business with a minor in film. Yeah, and, this guy has fun. And I was just like, ah, you know, I can't, I can't do this business shit. I can't do the business shit. I'm like, I really got to figure out how I can go more towards film and like making. Like, I was really always into filmmaking growing up. Like, right. ever since I was a kid, I was, like, shooting and editing things. Even if it wasn't anything spectacular, I just liked that. Yeah. So, long story short, transfer to New York, Marymount in the city, and come out to the big city, and I was doing the whole filmmaking thing. Yep. And from student films, getting, like, internships, working on sets, graduated college, and then I was working on a feature film set. My good friend Michael Perone wrote and directed it. Um, the man behind the camera just released actually a few, uh, two months ago uh, at Cypress. I think it's Cypress. Something like that. Mm-hmm. In Conne- uh, Mystic, sorry, Mystic uh, Film Festival in Connecticut and then Cypress in uh, Hermosa Beach. So then, so I was working on that movie with them. They brought me on to direct a behind-the-scenes documentary, and then I ended up becoming a part of like the core team, helping them with uh, producing throughout the rest of the project because they had to shoot. We had to shoot it in multiple, um, right? Okay. Multiple sets because no, 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 not even that. Like we were doing, it was supposed to be like a 27-day shoot. Day 23, 24, shut down, and then it was like for the next year and a half, like one or two days here, one week here. So it took a while to finish up, but we finished that. But yeah, so pretty much was always working in some sort of creative industry. I was doing event photography all throughout college, shooting like bar mitzvahs and weddings and shit like that. And that's where I had met the producer of that project that introduced me to everyone. And so it was just a matter of... Dude, I did all kinds of, I did so many dumb and wild jobs like growing up and all throughout college. Yeah. Like I've worked so many jobs and then as even, and then even when I got into like the creative fields, I worked so many random creative jobs. Well, what would you but, say it was the most like obscure thing that you had to do ever? Like as a job, Yeah, as a job, as an odd job. <sighs> I mean, I've washed dishes. This is back when I was like, oh 15. dude, everything you can imagine. I've demoed houses. I've yeah, like, I did demo. Um, Dude, I worked at a bounce house company for like 
three years throughout college. A bounce house Dude, company. like a bounce house entertainment company. And For like I would, children's birthday parties. Dude, children's birthday parties, last day of school, community events, everything. And it like I, I, I've been trying to start writing like some jokes about it because, dude, it, I had so many dumb experiences and it was the most stressful job sometimes. Really? And you're dealing with kids. So you got like we, we would do some events and then we would kind of have to supervise the kids and I would be dealing with these kids like being like, all right, guys, three kids and <laughs> three kids in the bounce house at a time. And they're like, fuck you. And then it's like seven little kids in a bounce house and you're just you feel like a moron. Yeah. Doing and then that, one gets you know? hurt and then you get in trouble. Yeah. But I'm you're I'm just a college kid. So it was fun. And I worked with a lot of funny people. So that kind of made it uh, more fun. Yeah. But one of the worst jobs I had was working at Muscle Maker Grill in Midtown. Muscle Maker Grill. In Midtown East. Is this East. place still open? I don't know. Muscle might... Maker Grill. Yeah, it's like a chain. It's a chain. Is it like one of those places that like, uh, I presume it's just protein heavy menu. They still they still have them. Muscle Maker Grill. Yeah, dude, it's like healthy foods, you know? It's, it's really good, to be quite honest. You can get like wraps, bowls. They got meat. Is it frozen? This thing looks No, frozen. that's their meal plan. They have a meal plan. Thing. They have meal plan. They have yeah. catering. They have more catering. favorites. Burger bar. Yeah, they got burgers, salads, sandwiches, wraps, and it's wraps. all just like good stuff. But I worked there, dude, and that, like, talk about a miserable job. Yeah. Yeah, because it was like, I was like a cashier at this dumb like, restaurant milk. chain. And it was right next Muscle Maker Grill. Muscle Maker. Right next to a crunch. Oh, the fitness place. So dudes would come in. Yeah, what's up, bro? I'm here to pick up my uh, my meal pl- my meal prep. Where's that at? And it's like five <laughs> weeks of meal prep. I'm like carrying out for these guys. That's the thing I don't understand about meal prepping. It is like you have to store it properly. Otherwise, there's so much bacteria on this food. Yeah. And they you cook know it and it's like it's hot. And then it's cold. And it's hot. And it's cold. And we're going to stick it in the fridge for three weeks. It's like you can't do that. Dude, I, I tried. I meal prepped like a few times throughout college. And every time by like the fourth or fifth day i wouldn't eat whatever i was supposed to because i was like i don't want to eat this or there was just something about like dude i cooked this like five days ago like i don't know i just that's the thing you cooked it five now if you freeze it yeah right but it's like a lot of people i imagine are just throwing it straight in the fridge it's solid for the monday tuesday wednesday yeah it's good Mm -hmm. when you hit thursday friday things get a little weird oh and if you're hitting it till saturday sunday god bless because i couldn't grilled chicken and rice again on a sunday on a sunday you got no meatballs are you kidding me have you seen these people what the hell is going on that meal prep (laughs) I can't do man's gotta go. I can't do it. Oh my god. You seen this people? Who's Me- over at Chipotle? They love the meal prep. Yeah. They need the meal prepping done for Muscle Maker yeah. Grill. What's uh what's that burrito place people like to eat at these days? Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, bit where, that bit where he's just like chicken. Beans, oh well, like. you know, you know Dylan now. Dylan who started doing stand up recently. My one buddy with the beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with us the other yeah. day. Dude, well, I was with him in Lake George one time, and he had me doing Sebastian impressions, but, like, hypotheticals. Oh, yeah? For, like, two hours. And I remember it got to the point, like, 
it was like three in the morning and I was literally like falling in and out of sleep and he'd be like, all right, all right, um, you're Sebastian and you just found out your wife is sleeping with OJ. And then I would go off yeah, on like the these 20 minute long oh, ramblings. Now, now I got to give you, I got to give you a, a, a hypothetical here. Okay. You're... I just remember looking at him though at one point and just being like, I can't any, like I have to <laughs> fucking go to bed. You, you're Maniscalco and, uh, the train is late and you're on your way to work. The train is late. Like you're running behind. People ask me all the time, you know, you're living in New York City. You got to think you're taking the taxi cabs. I'm not taking the cab. It's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking the subway. That's what I'm, I go down into the subway. You know, I swipe my card. You know, the Metro card you're swiping. <laughs> I have a problem with when I'm swiping it because sometimes I swipe them and I can't get through the turnstile. <laughs> you know, they started adding the 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 mobile pay. Been doing the mobile pay, you know, scanning in. Um, the other day, I'm trying to get onto the six train. I gotta go uptown. I'm talking uptown Madison Avenue. Expensive real estate. Gorgeous offices. <laughs> That some of the most powerful people have that have ever lived step foot in. <laughs> so I'm heading down to the six train, and my phone says ten minutes away. All of a sudden, I'm coming down the stairs, and I hear the bing bong. <laughs> I start running down the stairs, knock over an old lady. She might be dead now, and I'm running up to the turnstile, take out my metro card. No money on the friggin' metro card. What the hell is going on? Mr. Train, pretty much what I'm telling you. Yeah, I fought, I gotta run the work. <laughs> it's like it never ends. It never ends, dude. That was good. Yeah, I know. That was, was really pretty good. good. Pretty good, riff. For For me, putting you on the spot, that story, it kind of made sense. So. Yeah. I was proud of you on that. Hey, one. I'll nice take job. it. Yeah, I'll take that's it. That's good. C minus B, B minus. Wow, I'd give you, I'd give you a, a, just not a B plus, but I'd give you a B. B, yeah. B minus. It's good. All right, cool, cool. We'll take the, that. The uh, you're a, you're an intellectual guy. You're an intel, uh, you know, uh, a man of. Yeah, I'm uh, a I'm a pseudo intellectual. I'm a pseudo intellectual, <laughs> a fake smart guy. That's yeah. that's how I got into that sticky situation the other night, being a fake smart guy with that thirty year old. Yeah, and that's how you became a baseball scout. Oh if yeah, being fake too. smart. Yeah, absolutely. I was just like lying my way into these, to these uh, you know positions, and I just walk backwards into them, and I get them, and you know what have you. I'm hoping I can lie myself, or lie my way into a um, you know Upper East Side you know elderly woman's will. You know, uh, I do need to so find. Nice I do elderly need, woman yeah. from the and, Upper and East it's Side. It's and it's not anything erotic. No, no, we're strictly. It, it can be. Oh, you're open to that. If she if she wants it to be, yeah, I'll earn it. I'm what but, I'm saying is what I'm saying is we find an elderly lady and we befriend her, and then we take the trips. What well, no, you're yeah. saying is we find an elderly woman, we wine and dine. No, I, what I'm saying is that if that's what she requires, I'm. I'm I think a lot of these times these women just want companions. No, and I'm that's, there for and that. that's great. If, I we, hope. if she wants to get together and she wants to watch Cary Grant movies, yeah. then, then I'll do that with her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe because yeah. you know what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna go to York. Avenue. We're gonna put on Turner Classic Movies, and then we're gonna order the wine that matches with the movie because they do that. They pair it. We're gonna put on a little Gone with the Wind. Oh yeah, get a little first red movie that wine. ever cursed. Yeah, 
Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Frankly, my dear, I do not give a damn. Yeah. And that was like, oh. And then he walks out like a bouse. Like a bouse. That's cool. But yeah, dude, um, that would be great. I would love to lie my way into that. Yeah. I, um, the reason I, I you know, suggested you were a man of intellect is because we always talk philosophy on this show. All right. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a quote I've heard in passing or a truth and you can't really own truths, you sort of, you know, pass them along. Um, is a quote from a, a, a baseball manager of all people. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. And I think it can be applied to anything in life, especially, you know, us being entertainers. And it's don't be surprised by success. Mm. Oh. Don't be surprised by success. Yes. How do you... I'll go through how I interpret it, and you can go through how you interpret it. But for me, the the way I read that it was like, almost going back to if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I'm not surprised by success, or whenever something positive comes your way, it's like you you have to step back and be like, I did earn this. It's not like I can't believe this happened to me. This is insane. Be like, I put in the work. I deserve the good things that are that are coming to me. That's that's how I read it. Okay. I read it. I I, I I like semi agree with that, and I also read it from this place of um. You know, like the whole like, the idea and saying of like you don't want to get caught off guard or yeah. you don't want to catch them by surprise. Yeah, I kind of see it as like, hey, don't be surprised by success, as in like don't don't let success be your downfall. Huh. Or like don't let it ruin you. Like don't be surprised by it. Uh-huh. Be prepared for it and work towards it so that when it comes it doesn't like swallow you up. Like I think right away of like athletes that go broke or like celebrities that become like drug addicts. I don't know why that's like the first thing I thought of. Well, that's just how you like, interpret yeah, it, man. Yeah, like uh, like someone that's like trying to become, you know, famous or whatever it may be and it finally comes and the the, the journey and the trip is so wild that right. when it's all said and done they look back and it's like you had it all but it really just caught you off guard mm. and took you for a, a ride yeah so don't be surprised by success the the team that he was managing at the time notoriously bad team and you know he he went to the playoffs like three years in a row with them mm-hmm. and everybody's like how are you like doing this with this bad team and he's like we're not surprised by success he's like don't be surprised by success we've we worked hard to to get to this to the, to this point or in this moment oh okay well I, now knowing that context too that makes me think of you. You brought up like Alan Watts, I think, like yesterday, the day before. Well, or no. it, was, it was in your set. It was in it your was, set. It was that thirty-year-old. The thirty-year-old. Yeah. She was like, uh, "What really happened was she asked if I knew who Alan Watts was. That's not the joke, but that's what happened." And I go, "Yeah, I know who he is. I'm a big fan of like his overthinking philosophy. Mm-hmm. The person mm-hmm. who thinks never, you know, just thinks about thoughts. Mm-hmm. That whole thing." Yeah, yeah, and he also he says something. You know, I'm gonna butcher the hell out of it, but you know, just preface it with that. He says something along the lines of, um, like you can't, you can't want anything, you can't desire anything, and pretty, pretty much says that if you want something really bad, you have to not want it, you don't want it, and that's how you get it. Don't, don't. I'm trying to understand that. Yeah, and, and again, it's just me being a moron and not explaining no. it well enough. But it's like, don't. You want success? Don't desire it. Don't want it. Just like. Do the right things that you feel that you have to do, yeah. but just let it come. Let it yeah. happen, okay. I guess. You know? okay. I, um, there was another one, um, and I heard it's sort of, 
I wasn't looking up quotes about feet, but it just so happened to be two things uh, talking about feet. Uh, one person said, "Be where your feet are," and like the other Tarantino. Per- yeah, and the other person said, uh, "Don't let grass grow under your feet." Hmm. So I'm so confused because I respect both of these people that said these things, and one is talking about being in the moment, be where your feet are, and the other one is talking about don't let grass grow under your feet. So always be prepared for change. Or, I mean, oh, I oh. think I I think they could still be friends with one another. Okay, because it's um, stand where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. Be in the moment. Live in the moment. Live in the now. Yeah. But then don't let grass grow under your feet. Don't don't stay stagnant, you know? Don't don't um don't stay in one place. And I think that totally makes sense. Like change and grow and yeah. walk somewhere new. Yeah. You know? I think that's what it's saying. The the other one that coincided with the don't let grass grow under your feet is that um like just change is never a bad thing. That's no. what he was saying. He he was just like the moment you have to make a decision about something, you're gonna make like a rash decision. And it's it's gonna be not good. So it's like it's like know what you're going after and then like go after it. Like the moment you have to make a move, as opposed to like, all right, we're going to make a move. If it's like I have to do this, then it's like it might already be mm-hmm. too late. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. Maybe maybe that this ties in. Me. Maybe this ties in with the metaverse. Man, we have to get into the metaverse. Oh, we have to. Well, then it's too late. Yeah, I mean, with that, it's like, I think you just. Yeah, I think there. I, I for me personally, I just want to have like a good balance of it. Like I'm gonna embrace it, but I'm not embracing it too much. Okay. Because if you don't embrace it, then you're fucked. Like, just like anything else that's new and is inevitable, mm-hmm. you need to embrace it a bit. But again, like we said, yeah, I'm not. The moment I see like uh, a show or a mic or something like that on the metaverse, you will not be seen. <laughs> I will not be in attendance. You know, where uh, where can the people see you? Where can the people see me? Yeah, they can see me on Instagram at Joey Deef, J O E Y D E E F, or on the Good Crack Podcast, which That's is right. every everywhere podcasts are found. That's right. You can find us at Good Crack Podcast on uh, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Yeah. That's where they can come see me. Well, awesome, man. He, he's going to be doing spots all over the city very soon. Yes, that too. He's a, he's that a very uh, talented young guy, him and Matthew. Uh, we don't have Matthew on today, but Matthew will be on eventually. Um, sure. Again, man, this is exciting. I'm excited to embark on this journey. We're going to have a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Um and thank you all for taking time every day to listen to this episode. I hope you enjoy it wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening. Sorry, excuse me. And uh, keep taking care of yourselves, and I will see you when I see you. Have a good day. Peace.